Hey, how's it going, everybody? You're listening to another episode of the Super Mercado Brothers Video Game Music Podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. This is the podcast where we share and discuss the very best in video game music. My name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm his brother, Will Brueggemann. So excited to be joining you for another installment of Listener Show and Tell, the 11th time we've done this. Pretty crazy. And every single time that the playlist gets gets finalized, I always say to myself, this is the best Listener Show and Tell playlist we've had. (laughs) But I've said that so many times, so it's definitely at the very least tied for best. Uh, Oh my gosh, we got some phenomenal submissions this past week, about 100 or so overall submission so it goes without saying that not everyone that submitted made this episode sadly but i appreciate every single submission it was really fun to go through all of them and today we're playing my 19 favorite um when it comes to the individuals that submitted so to make it more fair we're only allowing one track per person today for this playlist so 19 different people that brought in outstanding video game music Absolutely. And one of the things that's so special about episodes like this is, you know, full disclosure, I'm recording this from Chicago. Carl is recording (laughs) this from the Twin Cities. Uh, And all of our listeners are in different places in the world. And so what's so amazing about episodes like this is it's just a great reminder that video game music really does bring us all together. And that's why we're here. And I think these episodes are so clarifying of just... It's just about sharing amazing game music with your friends. That's, well, I that's think it's why we started that, this, you know? And it's also partly because they think Will and I are handsome, too. That's maybe <laughs> maybe 10% of I why we're all so, here. I don't think so, man. I, oh, I hate to disappoint <laughs> I you. I think it's less than 10. Yeah, so this is going to be so fun. Thanks one more time to everyone who submitted. And actually, on the docket next week, we do have a Mercado Radio. So I am planning to use some leftovers uh, from the different submissions for that episode. Uh, not for the whole playlist, but for, for some of them. So look forward to that. And there's going to be a Mercado, there's going to be a Mercado radio because I'm going to be spending all of that time playing Metroid Dread, <laughs> which I'm sure any super nerds, if you're Me listening to well. this, you've probably already beaten it by now because oh, it came it's out It's crazy that comes out the same day as the Bond movie, which I'm very excited for too. So let's get into the great music. Enough jibber jabber. That was from Golden Sun. It was a great plan, Saturos battle theme, and that was submitted by Antler, who's actually, fun fact, a really great chip tuner, uh, who's also a new addition to a fairly new addition to our Discord community. So thank you, Antler, for that wonderful submission composed, of course, by Sakuraba for the GBA. We were just talking that we have to do a Golden Sun episode. So thanks for putting this into our head again. We're we're definitely going to do that soon, don't you think, Will? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, thanks so much, Antler. All right, Saturos Battle, let's move on to a submission from Michael F. This is a wonderful score called Rivals of Aether, which we've played at least one piece from it on the podcast before. It's by a wonderful composer, Flashy Goodness, who is a favorite of mine. I'm a really big fan of Flashy. And the track that Michael brought in is Full Steam Vengeance. Let's take a listen.
so rocking. You guys are listening to Full Steam Vengeance, a killer chiptune by Flashy Goodness from Rivals of Aether, submitted by Michael F. I love Flashy Goodness. There's something so positive and uplifting about all of Flashy's music. This is a, one of the most rocking Flashy tracks I've ever heard. It really reminds me of the Turtles series. It's very nostalgic, very fun. Thanks, Michael F., for this banger. I think that anyone who is worth their, you know, ilk in the chiptuning <laughs> community, uh, we all just need to bow down before flashy goodness. This is absolutely breathtaking. I mean, this transcends the, the game music that inspired it. I mean, there's so I hear yeah. so many influences in here, you know, the Mega Man X series and so many great final battles in, you know, JRPG fantasy games. Uh, yet it reaches higher heights than yeah. any of that it's like it's so energetic it, yeah. it's ridiculously energetic and it's like it takes all those influences puts them in a pot and just mix it mixes it together into the most delicious i, got, I also got almost like sonic the hedgehog vibes as well like it's just this great it's love letter how to many the 8 different and 16 bit era it kind of reminds you of but at the same time it's its own thing i mean there's really no other track like this and yeah well, and so much of it too, though it's like those harmonies, those very '80s esque power chords and rhythms. You know, yep. dun, dun, dun. it's very Ninja Turtlesy. Yeah, uh, but yeah, just so incredibly well done. It's that sort of Kaufman esque wall of sound thing where there's exactly. just incredible density, yet you do feel that things were meticulously chosen. It's a very sugar rich sound, so I think a lot of people might be put off by that sort of high intensity, high octane, good sugary VGM. But those of us that <laughs> love me. it, we we are It is really hard to lucky. beat flashy goodness. Okay, let's move on to one of my favorite submissions that I heard and that I ranked. Um this is it coming from Chill Physics and it's from a game that I've never heard of called Hylix 2, a really funky track called Xeno Arcadia composed by Chuck Salamone. You guys are listening to Zeno Arcadia from Hylix 2, submitted by Chill. 
and composed by the very chill Chuck Salamone or Salamone. This is so funky. I loved that rhythm, that very devious rhythm on the guitar. Yeah. Surprisingly funky tune. I don't know anything about this game, but I was delighted by this track. Yeah, me too. It's... It's rare on the podcast when we can get real sexy like this and <laughs> talk in a deep voice, but it's ridiculously uh, funky. This is a this is an opportunity to do so. This is quite the funky time. Thanks so much, Chill. I physics. love how devious it is too. Like, yeah, there's there's a silliness to this track. Uh, it, it's uh, I don't know. There's there's definitely a sense of humor to it. I really really like it. I love the effects of the instruments. There's some I don't know if it's like an envelope filter or a wah or phaser. There's a lot of fun funky effects and just a you know a composition that goes above what you're expecting. It's like oh it's just kind of a nice funky groove, but it definitely goes to places that I was not expecting. So that is really cool. Uh, this is a title that I wasn't expecting to see. When I saw that it was from the Paper Mario series, I assumed it was going to be from a different entry. But no, it's from Paper Mario Color Splash. And I got to say that this composition really wowed me. I was not expecting it to be as strong as it was. This is submitted by um, someone who goes by IB Wizard. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's called The Juggler, parentheses, Piano. And uh, the two composers that may have worked on this track would be Takeru Kanazaki or Shigamitsu Goto. Let's take a listen to The Juggler from Color Splash. fun really nice homage this is the juggler from paper mario color splash submitted by ib wizard and composed either by kanazaki or goto and i think the reason why i was so surprised is i know that people had issues with the game color splash i don't know much about the soundtrack i think it's not bad um but this is a great homage piece it has uh, everything you would expect, <laughs> the record scratching, the honky-tonk sound, um, but there's elements of the composition where it's playful in a way that I that kind of goes beyond just the pastiche. Uh, like some of the soloistic elements near the end of the form were just a lot of fun, um, and it feels very Mario. It's just, I'm curious to get your thoughts on this track, Will. Well, I thoroughly enjoyed this. I feel like this is so up my alley. It's almost like it, this feels like something it's like I could I could have written this <laughs> because it's like so plays to my yeah. tastes of this very ragtime very quintessential Mario but with these sort of the the kinds of chromatic moves that Koji Kondo would do um, it's like it's jazz but only a certain brand of jazz the perfect example is 
um, essentially that cadence where it goes from five to one, but it's like um, the first inversion, like if you were in C major, it would be like C over E to this sort of E flat diminished to D minor seven to then this D flat dominant chord that's kind of like the tritone sub to one and it's like that specific that sound is so associated i think with nintendo it's jazzy and Mario, good, but Mario also with goodness. that sort of 1920s <laughs> fun swing jazz yeah you sound. know and this track reminds me that i wanted to say something so i think we mentioned um 19 tracks on this playlist and i ranked every single submission and went down um, and so when I got to someone, I made sure that if they came up again on my sheet, I would skip them over to to make sure that um, no one is on twice on this episode. And some people I could tell, and they've been doing this for a while, I think they're specifically trying to submit tracks that they know Will and I are going to love that are really up our alley in our yeah. wheelhouse. And I suspect I that's really already love those examples. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Not everyone does that though, and I like the people that are just being themselves and submitting what they like. It's just yeah. a lot of times that might not make our episode, and I I don't know a way around that <laughs> yet. I haven't figured that out, but I um, guess we could just uh, broaden our horizons and start yeah. to appreciate newer kinds of music. There you go. Let's move on to a submission from Beth. Roth, and this is from a game called 10,000 Bullets, and this track was actually composed by Yasunori Mitsuda, which is really exciting. It's called Urban Fantasy. <laughs> guys are listening to urban fantasy which is a really chill and yes cheesy piece of music composed by yasunori mitsuda so good very jazzy very cheesy um it's an interesting mix you have this kind of reggae upbeat chord um, but you also have more electronic drums uh soprano sax which we've talked about (laughs) the context of that before and how it can feel to people but yeah, it's it's a really chilled out track. I mean, this is perfect background music. Yeah, I I really am enjoying this. I've made such a I don't know, 180 on the soprano sax. I really love it. I don't know if I'm getting just cheesier as I get older or if I just realize that the difference in timbre between an oboe and a soprano sax is is very so subtle. close. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I think it's like it's not just getting older. It's like you've heard at this point 
multiple examples of outstanding music performed on soprano sax. So like really it does, it doesn't matter that much. If the music's good, it could be performed on a kazoo and we're we're still going to probably like it. Yeah, I mean, kazoo might be a little strong. <laughs> I feel like there are certain instruments that will probably ruin anything. To me, it's just like bagpipes, kazoo. There's <laughs> But I don't know. I'd love to be proven wrong. But this is smooth. I mean, it's like I don't know if this piece or this soundtrack was in you know, intended to be a little cheesy or if it's maybe just a little bit of an old game, I think a PS2 era game by this point. But I mean, Soprano Sex, there's no denying it. It's a very smooth, clean sound. And it's nice to be able to write in that high register, you know? I the mean, it's like, is, that's that's a register that I write in a lot. Sometimes, you know, it. you think it's good to eat a kale Caesar and other times you <laughs> think it's good to eat some creamy dove chocolate. And this is the creamy dove chocolate. And, you know, yeah. you can't have dove chocolate every day because it's not good for well, you, but it's you could have maybe so one little square. Caramely and good. <laughs> Absolutely. I actually just brought home Joe a uh, surprise, a uh, couple of little dove squares. Um, wow, what a good husband. Are you listening to yeah. this, folks? This is how you do it. <laughs> Let's move on. This is a I submission from Iris. And when I first saw Final Fantasy, I was like, oh boy, there's probably going to be a lot of that this week. Um, but then I saw it was Final Fantasy XI, which I'm like, ooh, I think I like some of that music. And it's an expansion, Chains of Promathia. And yes, it's actually a Naoshi Mizuta expansion. So then I got really excited and I listened to this track and I loved it. It's called Currents of Time. Let's check it out. You guys were listening to Currents of Time. So charming and innocent. This was submitted by Iris. Thanks, Iris, for this really pretty track from Chains of Permathia composed by Naoshi Mizuta. I love when Mizuta goes for this really sweet, innocent kind of music. Um, you know, it's funny. They're, they're right by side by side and their last names are similar. But I would love to hear a soundtrack that was a collaboration between Mitsuda and Mizuta. I think that would be really great actually and i think that they would be able to explore slightly different avenues while still having a cohesive sound they, they kind of remind me of each other in a way honestly and with this piece of music you could tell me it was either one because this bears That's more resemblance saying. to chrono trigger than it does to yeah. you know street fighter alpha <laughs> i would love to talk to naoshi mizuta and, and find out if 
he's inspired by Yasunori Mitsuda when he's doing RPG work. He, I mean, he has to be, right? Their names are so similar. There's got to be inspiration. <laughs> There's got to be something there. It's yeah, a great. No, this is a great I mean, soundtrack. Two, I know that we focused legends. a little bit on some of these Eleven stuff, but it was one of those cases where they kept putting out these expansion games while they were still moving on to other mainline games, but then they would still put out these 11 expansions, which it might make sense if you love, you know, a certain group of characters, you want to see more stories with them and stuff. But yeah, Mizuta had a lot of great music on those expansions. He certainly did. Thanks, Iris, for that submission. This uh, comes from Jared, and it's a really outstanding remix. This is one of those things where it gets unfair because, yes, this source tune we've played before... And so it's like, yeah, you know, you would you would think that at this point, all the best VGM we've played before. Um, <laughs> but this is a wonderful remix. So yes, people out there, remixes do, do count. And as well as modern chiptunes, we have example of each today. Uh, this is from Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. It is a remix I was not aware of, and I was so excited to see it because I love this track and I love this game and score. It's Awake from Castlevania Circle of the Moon. Not enough love for that soundtrack. So that was really cool. This was arranged by Yoshito Sekigawa. Let's check it out. Absolutely in love. One of my favorites of the day. It's Awake, a wonderful remix from Smash Brothers Ultimate, arranged by Yoshito Sekigawa, the original composers of Circle. We have Sataro Tojima, Hiroshi Mitsuoka, and Taro Kudo, who nailed that soundtrack. It's one of my very favorite scores in the whole Castlevania series. I don't know why it doesn't get enough love, but I adore it. This melody's a knockout, and what a great arrangement. Yeah, it's funny. It's like... It's this great example of, you know, it's post-Symphony of the Night. So a lot of the 2D games, basically every 2D game after Symphony of the Night was made in that style um, in terms of the gameplay. But what's interesting about Circle of the Moon, because that was at an interesting point where, you know, musically I think they're still taking their cues from Machiro Yamane, uh, but... Also, this feels like it's also a love letter to the early games. Like, this is a That's melody that w- could fit in Castlevania 2 or Castlevania 3. 
Oh, God, I love it. And what a fun arrangement. I love that so many talented composers get to do these ultimate arrangements. And it's usually unlikely people that are not related to the series before. I don't know how that works, how they're reached out, how they facilitate that. But it's always fun to see who is arranging this music. Okay, let's yeah, move on to a so submission. many great arrangements. There's almost, in my opinion, there's like too many different arrangements in Ultimate. <laughs> I wish they would have reined it's it in crazy. to like their best few because it's kind of like when you played Melee, you you always got, you know, there was a collection yeah. of music, so you got the feeling that everyone who played this game was hearing the same stuff. But Ultimate, there's but I will like say, hundreds if someone of hours went of through. If someone went through for us and gave us, you know, a list of the absolute best remixes from Ultimate, it would be a great playlist. So yeah, let's move on to a submission uh, from Maelstrom. And this is from a game. Let's see if I can pronounce this uh, correctly here. It's Shikoku no Sharnoth. And the track is called Dorchadas. Dorchadas, maybe? And the artist, uh, we have two monikers, Blueberry and Yogurt. <laughs> what perfect fitting artist to work together. Or maybe that's one artist called Blueberry and Yogurt. Any case, let's take a listen to this track. are listening to Dorshadas. This comes to us from Maelstrom, and it's by Blueberry and Yogurt. I know nothing about this. I don't know if that's one artist, two artists. I don't know anything about this game. All I know is this is a beautiful piece of music, wonderful melody, great singing. I just love all the different combinations. It's very Gaelic. It's very poppy. It is really well done. Gaelic J-pop. That I is love all. it. I, I want mean, more. I, I want more of this. What, what else is there to say? I mean, you you put those it's two lovable. things together. It's a new thought. I've never I've never thought about that before. And now this piece of music makes me think about it. No, this is a delightful melody. 
um, and a really interesting and unique arrangement. It's super unique. Love the bass. It's so fantastic. Thank you for bringing this to our attention, Maelstrom. Uh, this <laughs> is look just into the score. phenomenal. I love the transition points. That's one of the things that I really appreciated about this. And really also cool the way it was harmonized. It, it felt like a very emotional and sensitive harmonization, yet it was relatively diatonic for the most part. Yeah. There's a couple chromatic moments, but they actually feel more classical rather than jazz which surprised me a little because what the style of this vocal and the style of the melody i kept expecting you know morishita joe hisaishi-esque chords um that sparkly magical sound they keep Yet it pretty it, simple though for yeah the it was part. relatively restrained which made it feel just more so catchy, melancholic though. almost yeah i mean it's like one of the great things about pop music is like sometimes when you keep something simple it unlocks the this this other level of catchiness and just appeal. Oh God, it's so appealing! Really, really charming piece of music. Let's move on. So much great music today. It's overwhelming. One more time, thanks to everyone for submitting. I enjoyed every single track. There wasn't a single track that was not good. <laughs> it just so happened that there was a lot of good and a lot of great and a few phenomenal ones too. So. A lot of tough competition. All right, this uh, is from Jordan G, and it's a game called Coffee Talk. Which when I saw that, it sounded familiar. I know that I've played something from it on some sort of Marcado radio. It's a very chilled-out score. And this track does not disappoint. It's Calming Drizzle, and it's composed by Andrew Jeremy Stompool. Guys, listening to some great chill out music. Calming Drizzle from Coffee Talk, submitted by Jordan, and it's composed by Andrew Jeremy Stompool. Coffee Talk, really chill score. Perfect to have on the background. Good study music. Puts you in the mood. Good coffee shop music. Yeah, I was just saying, I, I picture that like meme Japanese girl doing her homework. Uh, It'd <laughs> be effective. Very, this is <laughs> she would get a lot chill. of homework done. Yeah, this is very chill music. It's almost putting me to sleep. No, no, I'm awake. I'm awake. Uh, this Will, is also the this... second one of the day that, you know, you could talk in a sultry voice. Yeah, I don't have low Yeah, yeah, yeah. Notes, definitely so. people brought some, some funky stuff this week. Will, do you ever have this experience where, with effective, loungy music like this where 
it's it's so effective it's so minimal there's not really a whole lot i could can say about it like i I don't know if i need to verbalize a lot of thoughts it's just it's so self-explanatory it's so effective that i feel like everyone who listens to this is gonna have the same experience do you know what i'm saying Oh, I, I fell asleep for a second, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it was so boring so. what you were saying. <laughs> no, not what you were saying. Just the music was so calming and, oh, yeah. No, yeah, it speaks for itself at the end of the day. But thanks, Jordan. Really cool. All right, we're going to move on to Matsu, the legendary Matsu. Um, He always brings bangers, and he did not disappoint. This is from Brandish 2, The Planet Buster, Mm. a PC-98 score composed by the Falcom sound team, JDK. Will, I'm going to have you say this word because when I was writing it down, I I was like trying to say it in my head, and I failed like 10 times in a row. So I'm going to have you say what, what this track is. Uh, it looks like Gatto Batterer. Gatto Gatto Batterer. There you go. Say that ten times fast. Here we go. Gatto Batterer. guys listening to ghetto batterer from brandish 2 for the pc 98 a bunch of composers i believe including mako ishikawa um in the actual people but credited to falcom sound team jdk this is really rocking i love the instrument sounds i love how incredibly shredding the bass is it's just this is one of those tracks that i would love to hear a rock band do if they did it super authentically which would actually be really hard yeah, this is a great example of when we say classic VGM, it doesn't get more classic sounding than this. I mean, we no, have that doesn't. driving, chugging, ease bass rhythm. Uh, we have those syncopated rhythms and that melody and harmony and parallel motion. You know, it's a minor chord progression that sort of very 80s sounding <laughs> belongs in a rocky montage you know you could say it's textbook but the way that they put it together all of the actual pieces are so well done that the overall effect is a really positive one i mean oh, yeah. how many tracks it's... have the ease bass rhythm how many tracks have a similar chord progression you know that kind of thing but, but every like... single element of this is is so effective. Well, and this is like a primary source. You know, you're hearing that style in its day, in its era. Yeah. Um, this isn't an example of somebody doing this now. Uh, and that's what's so cool is it's it's fun to revisit just the core essence of what makes game music what it is. And to me, yeah. a big part of that is 
so much of the pop culture and style and potency of the 80s and 90s. It's just like you can't take that out of the DNA of games. It's so true. Well, Will, the next two tracks are the contenders for track of the week. I'm going to have you decide this week. A lot of pressure on you, Will. These are my top two favorites. Uh, the first one comes from Radiac. Radiac, Radiac. Thanks for this amazing submission. It's a modern chip tune. So, Will, we have a modern chip tune followed by an actual piece of game music for a little context. It's called Eternal Forest, and it's by the wonderful Red and Green. And fun fact, Red and Green has already been a track of the week artist before, probably on a modern chiptune episode. So very, very high quality music. Will, this is an original piece of Super Mario World music in that uh, they use the samples from Super Mario World and it's an authentic SNES chiptune. So keep that in mind. It's a really lovely piece. Let's take a listen to Eternal Forest. is amazing you guys are listening to eternal forest by red and green using the super mario world samples compositionally couldn't be further from super mario world it's such an imaginative beautiful piece of music that transports you to a faraway land this this is my favorite uh, of all the submissions just saying what's so interesting about this is it's not like it's just in such a different style from Mario, but it's in a specific style, another specific yeah, like a VGM Chrono meets style. DKC or something. Yeah, it's almost like this was intended as a Donkey Kong Country chiptune, and then at the last <laughs> second, you know, you click this is, import on the wrong well, file. Yeah, this is a Donkey Kong Country RPG tune. Yeah, it's it like definitely Kong goes thinking, into RPG territory. He's reminiscing but about that's his what's great. Lost it, this love. is just a love letter to game music, and you know, it doesn't get more iconic and central than Mario and to evoke yeah. the nostalgia that people have of those sounds with a composition that very much evokes the sound of the SNES. I think this is a, a wonderful example of sort of spelling out everything that's so charming about that system. It is interesting that there's not really much of a nod or even wink or Easter egg to any kind of Mario I thing love because that. it says Super <laughs> Mario World music. Um, yeah, but, I have a feeling that Red and Green has done multiple, you know, SMW music 
videos over the years. And so sometimes it's just fun to load up comforting samples that you know, like the back of your right. hand and just do something with it. Yeah, it's it's so great. Yeah, and it's also interesting hearing that like Mario World, what I think of as like a saloon upright piano be mm. used for this sort of JRPG arpeggio sound. It's very interesting. Yeah, very interesting. All right, well, keep that in your head, okay? As we move on to the other possible contender, uh, this comes from Brandon S., and it's from Fantasian, composed by Nubuo Uematsu. So, wow. <laughs> really impressive that Red and Green can stand up against this. It is such a great track. From a soundtrack we definitely have to spotlight on very soon because multiple people suggested stuff from it this week and everything I heard was outstanding. This is Great Battle, again from Fantasian. Here we go. You guys are listening to Great Battle from Fantasian, composed by Uematsu, submitted by Brandon S. All right, Will, drum roll. What are you going with for track of the week? I mean, I got to go with this. Come on. Mm. I mean, one of the all-time... I mean, I love red and green. Don't get me wrong, but you got to I mean, bow down. The fact down that they, they stacked up to this. So you impressive. have to bow down before Uematsu. You have to pay honor and homage <laughs> to the legend Uematsu who is absolutely bringing it on the score. I can't God, wait to, to spotlight I, on this, hopefully soon. I really adore his kind of later period, I guess if you call it, his sort of orchestral renaissance, because the way he writes for a real orchestra is so different than the way he wrote in kind of the P- PS1 era, the 16-bit era. I love it so much yeah there's there's a level of confidence there's a level of specific ideas and lines that interact together in a really strong way in an exciting way and i think when you know that that's happening and going to be recorded there's just yeah there's this level of energy that might not happen otherwise he's just such a full he's lived such a full career as an artist and i feel like he's come full circle in a way because there was a clarity directness and confidence to his 8-bit music that was just like 
so singular, like really unique voice. And then in the 16-bit era, he continued that, I think, but it was still very appealing and direct kinds of phrases. And I think he's someone who got more and more experimental and discovered new aspects of composition that were appealing to him. But what's so interesting about this later period is he's less experimental. He's more conservative with his approach to writing for the orchestra. Yet, like you said, Carl, he's writing with this confidence and directness that makes me think of his work on the and personality. I mean, just those, those lines and how they're switching back and forth to so many different parts of the orchestra. And the panning, the recording is so great. Yeah. So full. I mean, I get the same feeling when I listen to like more modern Kochi Kondo stuff. Although he has sort of a different trajectory because like a lot of his stuff on Odyssey was like really cool and proggy and different. But up until that point, you know, it seemed like his contributions to games were like these pure, direct, amazing, timeless gestures. Yeah, uh, but it's it's interesting to just hear some of our favorite game composers and how they grow and change over the course of it's pretty their amazing. Careers. So look forward to at some point a spotlight on that. Congratulations, Brandon, for that track of the week, and congratulations, Radiac, too. I mean, those two were both phenomenal. All right, let's move on to a submission from Axe Finger. This is from a game that I have no knowledge of as well. It's Granado Espada. And this track blew me away. It's called Violin of the Death. It's really cool. The artist is SFA. Sadly, I don't know who that actually is, but that's what we have. Let's take a listen to Violin of the Death. guys are listening to violin of the death from granado espada so cool and unique this is by the artist sfa don't know who that is thanks axe finger for this i don't know anything about this game this is such a cool track though i mean what a nice violin feature it's just um it's really cool i mean it it, it reminds us of a lot of different types of world music but the way that it's combined with all of the instruments there's definitely some rock influence as well it's just a really unique package. 
Well, yeah, in the four and three pattern of this sort of seven, eight, if you want to think about it that way, is it has this great sort of Spanish dance quality that's it's, really it's, great. Yeah, yet it has it's that. Also it's folky, has, it's proggy. Yeah, it has the language of metal or heavy rock that's sort of really dark, power chord-driven, chromatic line. I gotta say something here. If this is what all of prog or, man all of metal sounded like i know it's not metal at all i would be the biggest fan <laughs> i would listen to every single artist i think in you this, like the notes genres. more than you like the sounds yeah and that tambors. could be that could be i do gotta say i do love when the violin really rocks out right. i really do love that i don't hear that enough so to quote huey lewis you're saying it's just too darn loud it's just too darn loud yeah basically um all right let's move on to a submission from becca becca's a good friend of mine who's a wonderful flautist as well as a fan of vgm shout out to becca uh this is from the outer worlds um not to be confused with another game that has a similar title uh the, the track that she brought was journey's end and slides composed by justin e bell You guys are listening to Journey's End from the Outer Worlds, composed by Justin E. Bell, submitted by Becca. Really emotional, beautiful piece of music. I love how restrained the arrangement is. There's not much to this. It's very sparse and just letting the emotion of the composition take center stage. And you wouldn't really want anything changed about this. Well, I'm really curious to get your thoughts on this when it comes to the composition, uh, the arrangement, and maybe even the sound of the recording here. It's so beautiful. It really it, is. It makes me think of the music of Alan Silvestri, uh, oh, particularly like the use of that four-three suspension with this very noble, mm. diatonic, um, stable, almost filmic harmony. It's very noble um, music. But 
It reminds me of, of, if I had to pick a decade of film music, it reminds me of the 90s. Definitely. It's 90s, early 2000s, but that, that was one of the great periods of film music i think kind of a quintessential era i feel like i'm watching the rocketeer and it's like a scene that takes place in the early dawn and he's looking out over like a farm and he's like you know pondering his life that's kind of what this makes me think of yeah it's very expressive and i really do like the orchestration i love how it starts also so dry the strings are playing in um potentially muted uh but with straight tone um so no vibrato and it's it has this sort of airy sound to it it's it's really gorgeous um and it's also without much reverb so it just feels so vulnerable and exposed in the beginning and then you get this great little brass choir moment and then eventually coming fully with the horns and the strings together and it feels so much bigger than it is arrangement wise because this composer um really deftly and subtly has a a kind of a key change for every pivotal moment so we really feel like we're evolving this melody as we're expanding the arrangement and it's this great yeah. way of making a small really chamber sized ensemble feel like a huge orchestra just with composition you hear those those chords um, in a suddenly different and brighter more optimistic key you feel your emotions swelling with the music and it's it's really powerful Absolutely. We got to look into more of Justin's music because I don't know if we've played anything from this composer on the podcast before. I'll have to check to see uh, where he's based out of uh, and check out some more of his stuff for sure. Thanks, Becca, for that beautiful change of pace on today's episode. Let's move on to a suggestion from Modal Module, classic character in the Mercado fam. Um, This is from Ekenfell by the wonderful composing duo. Uh, husband and wife duo Aivi and Surasu, if that's how you say it, I don't, I'm not positive on the pronunciation there, but a wonderful duo uh, that have made a lot of great music together. This is In This Together Battle 2. You guys are listening to In This Together, Battle 2, a beautiful yet rousing <laughs> um, chiptune combination with other, just like a really interesting piece of fusion music, I guess I would say, from Ekenfell, submitted by Modal Module and composed by Ivy and Surasu. Um, sorry if I'm not pronouncing that right. 
yeah, this their music is so unique. Um, it really doesn't sound like anyone else's. I mean, the choice of instruments, how they combine things, the part writing, just there's a classical. I, I definitely hear a classical influence if I want to speak broadly on a lot of their music, but there's always something else. There's a lot of interesting things combined together, um, and it's just a really emotional piece of music. Yeah, it's, it's interesting to know that this is a battle track because it, it has the energy for it, but there's maybe a sense of emotion that you don't hear in most battle tracks. Will, what are your thoughts on this? You know, this this might surprise you, but there's something in this particular piece of music that makes me think of Anamanaguchi. I could totally it's hear it's that. mixing chip with acoustic or I guess, you know, in the case of Anamanaguchi, you know, electric guitars and drums and everything. But mixing that with mm-hmm. acoustic elements yet retaining some of the harmonic and melodic spirit of Japanese music yet at the same time it feels almost simpler this is less melodic than like classic vgm in the same way that a lot of the anamanaguchi music for like the scott pilgrim game it's not always like super melodic and tuneful it almost seems like the backing track to a song is more the approach and this has a similar feeling like it's seems like it's more about the groove and the vibe and all the colors of the arrangement than it is about just strong simple catchy tune and just background accompaniment this is more interactive almost polyphenol music you know yeah it's a really cool score it looks like the game came out in 2020 it's an rpg that came out in 2020 and i know uh that these two actually recently welcomed a baby and so that is a very exciting thing for their life and it's always fascinating when you have composers that have a life moment like that where now you have to figure out how are you going to have time to compose and work on music projects when you have this baby to take care of. And so definitely sending them a lot of positive vibes totally um, as they figure that new era of their life out. Um, Really great composers. All right, let's move on to a submission from Tengu Gemini from Kirby Triple Deluxe. And I got to say, for whatever reason, Triple Deluxe passed me by. I got the sense when I came out that it was not like a full-blown new Kirby game, at least with the soundtrack. For some reason, I thought there like wasn't much new music to it. But when I was looking today, I saw a lot of stuff that I don't think I've heard yet. So I got to go back and listen to all of the soundtrack. This is a really cool one. It's called Moonstruck Blossom by the wonderful Hirokazu Ando.
You guys are listening to Moonstruck Blossom, which is a very eclectic and quirky and beautiful piece of music from Triple Deluxe composed by Ando. This is a knockout melody, and you might not know that because the instruments are so goofy and the arrangement and just really the piece is is kind of all over the place, but it's a really beautiful track, super unique. I gotta check out more of Kirby, Triple Deluxe. Thank you so much, Tengu Gemini, for this wonderful pick. Yeah, this is so delightful. And Carl and I were talking while we were listening to this about how excited we are for the upcoming Kirby game. I think it's something the Forgotten Kingdom. Uh, but yeah, I'm, 3D Kirby. Yeah, a new 3D Kirby game. I'm and super excited. That means a new great Kirby soundtrack. I really enjoyed the music of the trailer. And uh, yeah, if you guys haven't listened to that, but I'm sure anybody that listens to our podcast is probably, you know, Nintendo fans. Yeah, we were saying, I wonder if it's going to be kind of a Kirby's air ride direction with as far as getting a little orchestral. That would be that would be really fun. I mean, I know it's going to be. A I hope they soundtrack. can record a real orchestra. That would be great. Or at least get some good solo players to be on top of it. That would work, too easier to do that now than it was yeah, in the I really there. one of my favorite recent nintendo soundtracks was uh the paper mario origami king it just it so holds up it's such a great sound uh but that had a lot of great it's sort a phenomenal of chamber soundtrack. sounds with just soloists where they'd get a great clarinet player or a violin player or, you know a string quartet yeah, there's so much possible these days Let's move on to a wonderful submission from Volts, another infamous character in our fam. Uh, this is a track that was maybe number three <laughs> rated for me. Is It's one of my favorites that we got. Never Ending Song, which is Violet's theme from One Step from Eden. And the artist is Hagane. I don't know any other info other than that, but let's take a listen. This is outstanding. You guys are listening to Violet's Theme from One Step from Eden, composed by Hagane, submitted by Volts. It's a classic Volts submission. Reminds me of a lot of the music I know he really likes. Very progressive, very beautiful. Yeah, this is up there, man. I mean, it's an embarrassment of riches today and this week with all this outstanding music. I just got to thank everyone one more time for making it such a fun week for us. Man, this is... (laughs) 
It's so been a blast. Fun. It really has. And there's so much incredible music of varying styles. But I think something that all of this music has in common is that it all exists within a timeline of video games that acknowledges the kind of uh, VGM sound that we talk about so often on this show. Yeah. Whether it's a modern chiptune or an actual piece like, you know, that falcom track that we played that was like that's you know in the weeds of classic old school vgm or it's music by a composer this like uematsu is like taking everything you've learned throughout the last 30 years of vgm history and cramming it all together it's so cool the melody is so catchy but at the same time it's very i don't know i don't know i want to say experimental but it's just very progressive very bold very different than any other piece of vgm also yeah it's also it's cool combining elements of what i think of as more western electronic dance music yeah i love how dancey it is jrpg kind of action battle it's dancey but it is not repetitive that is one of the most unique things about it. All right, let's move on to uh, last one of the day. Other than our play out, and please stick around because that one's really good too. Everything's really good today. This comes to us from Steve V. It's from Chicory. At least that's how I'm saying it. A colorful tale, a soundtrack by the wonderful Lena Rain. A really delightful way to kind of end our episode here. This is Supper Woods. You guys are listening to Supper Woods, which is such a cute piece of music, really great composition, eclectic, really fun by Lena Rain from I'm I'm pronouncing it Chicory. Some people maybe would say Chicory. I don't know. Chicory, a colorful tale. And this comes to us from Steve V. I've heard a lot about this soundtrack. Um, I haven't actually yet listened to the whole thing, so I definitely will be doing that soon. But what a delightful way to end our episode. What a nice change of pace. And wow, I mean, this has been an incredible listener show and tell. Definitely at the very least tied for all-time best listener show and tell playlist. I mean, just stacked. Well, and I do think we say that almost every single time. Maybe VGM's getting better. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, we're also just so fortunate to have this incredible community. We get more and more submissions yeah. <laughs> every and, time. You know, for those of you who would consider yourselves fans of the podcast, know that you know we are fans of yours because a lot of you are composers yes. yourselves and chip tuners, remixers. But even if taste makers, you know, as well. what you've done, yeah, taste makers. I mean, we learned so much about video games and about video game music and the technology yeah. behind it and so we much of the of information you. from our listeners. I mean, I was even thinking about, you know, Carlos, who's like a great, great friend and collaborator, mm-hmm. um, the Kellys and everything, but particularly Carlos was someone who we met. He was a listener of the show mm-hmm. and we were introduced a real to friend. him through suggestions just like this. Yeah, and one more time, everyone, for the people that didn't make it, I'm sorry you didn't make it. Thank Thank you so much for submitting i loved all the tracks i did not play favorites i actually this is just a fun fact i hid the name column while i was doing my ranking and so i didn't even know who submitted stuff until after the the rankings were done but yes next week we'll have a mercado radio where we'll probably play a handful more picks that we got and we basically got a hundred ish submissions in like a day it was it was just crazy we're gonna play you guys out with a submission from Butsukoi, and it's from a game called Frogger's Adventures, The Rescue. And when I saw that title, for some reason I thought the track would not be very good, but it's actually really good. It's called Forgotten Island 1, composed by Ichiro Shimakura, who's a great composer. Um, And I think that's about it. Well, anything else you got at the end? Yeah, just I want to thank you guys again for uh, being such great listeners. Uh, if you would like to join our Discord server, just shoot us an email. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can find that at our website, supermarcadobros.com. Uh, we also have a Patreon uh, for anybody who wants to support us on Patreon. We're very grateful for that. We have such a great group of patrons. You know, a lot of the people on this list are among that group. So thank you to everyone who donates to that. Uh, And yeah, we have some other exciting Patreon suggested episodes coming up soon. So look forward to that. We as also well. have uh, a fun Halloween, <laughs> a fun holiday. I was gonna say Halloween, and then we also have our favorite time of the year, which is Nintendo Month. The last thing I wanted to give a shout out to is uh, uh, the last few iTunes reviews or Apple Podcast reviews. I want to give a shout out to that Animal Crossing lover for a really sweet iTunes review, as well as Forrest, our good friend Forrest, and Neo Ninja Seven. Um, so thanks so much for those recent people that left us reviews. We really appreciate that. We're still rocking a five-star average with over 200 ratings. So that feels pretty good. So thanks for everyone for your support. I think that's about it. We'll get out of your hair. My name is Carl Brueggemann. I'm Will Brueggemann. Have a great week, everybody. Peace out. Peace out.